to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a unique episode of The Social Media Mindset, where I will be interviewing a really awesome realtor named Hannah Smith. We recorded this for a class that we were teaching to a lot of realtors, and I loved it so much, I decided to make it one of my episodes. So you'll hear more about Hannah in my intro during the class, but enjoy, take some notes, and let's get your butts doing more reels. Here we go. What is up, guys? I've seen, I see Lisa Johnson down there and Robin and Spencer, Alexandra. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us. And I, I mean, y'all know me. I get it. I get easily excited. And I, the only time I don't get excited is when somebody asks me to teach a class that I'm not the expert of. <laughs> and, and so when Lawyer's Title wanted me to, to teach a reels class, can I do it? Of course I could. Do I know more about reels than, than most of you? Yes. But I wouldn't be doing you a service. And so what I did is I, I brought in who, who I truly believe to be one of the greatest realtors in America at doing reels. Okay. And, and so I, I, I'm going to introduce you guys to Hannah Smith. So here's, here's the story on Hannah. I found Hannah on Instagram probably six months ago and I didn't follow her because as a happily married man, you know, I just try not to add like pretty realtors, but, but I, I remember going, this girl is incredible at what she does, the energy in which she does it, the humor she uses is unbelievable. And then guys, a month ago, this is how the world works. A month ago, I found myself sitting next to her at a dinner and I was like, are you that girl? I didn't ask her this because that would have obviously been weird, but are you that girl that I didn't follow on Instagram? And, and she was, and she is. And so guys, Hannah Smith is a top producing realtor in our country. She's also as good as I've ever seen at doing reels. And more than all of that, she's just an unbelievable human being. And so uh, I would love to just welcome Hannah Smith to our Zoom today. Hannah, thank you for being here. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for the awesome introduction. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty incredible, that's wasn't it? <laughs> You're welcome. So, guys, what I wanted to do today is I, this has, I, I'm, I'm not teaching anything. I wanted to treat this interview style. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask Hannah questions and you get to ask Hannah questions. And we gave the survey. I know what your needs are and Hannah can absolutely help you with every single one of the needs that you said you have in the survey that you filled out. And so Hannah, let, let's just start here. Um, why, like, why, 
should everyone on this call not let the day end without doing their first reel? Oh, that's, I could go on forever about that, but I will say, you know, as far as I get the question a lot of why people are focusing so much on reels when there's so many things on Instagram to do and you get a little overwhelmed, especially if you've just started Instagram, there's this, there's that, there's that, there's this, you know, and this goes away and this stays on your posts and all these things. The thing that people need to understand is you have to follow what Instagram and Facebook and all these, these companies are pushing, right? Because whatever they're pushing, whatever they want, whatever type of um, feature that they are currently pushing the hardest is what you need to use in order to be pushed out there the most. And Instagram reels is the most popular. And that's what they're pushing because they're, if you're looking at like a business standpoint, right? TikTok is their enemy, you know, TikTok and Instagram are not buddies. And so they came up with reels once TikTok was kind of taking over their audience, because the more their audience stays on their platform, the more they're, you know, the, more, the better they're going to be versus the other companies. So Instagram reels came out when TikTok became more popular than Instagram so that Instagram could compete with TikTok. Right. And clearly TikTok is still very, very popular. And reels is just something that honestly, all of our attention spans can handle. Mm-hmm. And so that is what they're pushing. So anytime Instagram comes out with a new feature or you see that's the most the things in your newsfeed, there's a good chance that that's because Instagram's pushing that. So why we are hammering down on Instagram reels is because you're going to get the most audience and the best reach because Instagram wants you to. It's never actually like you're doing. <laughs> it's, it's all up to Instagram. So yeah, that's so- how I at least put it. So, so the, the guys, the unfortunate thing here is at some point, all this crazy reach that, that we're getting on reels is going to go away at some point, but yay, today is not that day. And, and guys, if you need go follow Hannah, I put her, her handle in the chat. She has videos with over a million views. She has videos with, with over six figure views. So she's the real deal. And, and so Hannah, talk to us about like, everybody on here is a realtor. There may be a couple lenders that are on here, but 99% realtor. How do you decide what content is, is going to look like for you on reels? Most of my reels are expected to be funny, you know, humorous. Um, but I guess for me, I always have a few different goals for a reel. Most of the time, mine are humorous or eye-catching as far as visually. And then I usually use my caption in order to get something more educational or valuable across. Um, Everybody does their reels a little differently. But for me, that's kind of what I do is I make it very eye-catching, very quick, very, you know, something that someone could just laugh at and just keep on scrolling. Um, But that people that are interested in kind of knowing more will actually go and read my caption and my caption typically not all the time, but typically has a little bit more value in there explaining what that reel was about. Um, And I guess it it, for me, it, it always comes down to when I first started in the business was I want everyone to know that I'm in real estate. Right. I mean, do they not in like real estate, hand your card out to every single person you ever know, go to a restaurant, leave your car, go, you know, like everything. Well, that was my way of leaving my card everywhere. Right. was always reminding people I'm in real estate, whether that I'm just giving some type of advice to a client, a future, my ideal client. Right. Whether it's giving advice to other realtors, because I have a pretty, pretty large realtor following um, or whether it's something, honestly, just so everybody can laugh because my personality, I love to make people have a little giggle here and there. Um, and so all of those are kind of my goals, but at the end of the day, it's always in some way it's showing people 
I'm in real estate because the second they think of real estate, I want them to think Hannah Smith. And the second they think of Hannah Smith, I want them to think real estate. And that's always been my goal since I got licensed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. And so for the, for the, per- cause I know that there's at least one person on here that's like, gosh, dang it. I'm not funny. Right. So, so you've helped realtors all across the country, like grow in their, in their ability to do reels. Not everybody's funny. I'm funny, but a different funny than you. Like I could never do any of the, of the reels that you do. So how, like, how do you coach somebody through doing reels that fit, you know, who they are, what they're about, you know, should they try to be funny, even though it may not feel natural? Talk us through that. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part for any marketing, right. That we do when we're branding ourselves as well, any type of real estate lender, anything you're branding yourself. Right. And I think that is kind of the struggle where people kind of keep go to like a halting stop is when they think video, they think they have to be talking, they have to be getting people's attention and all these things. And that's hard in any realm, right? Of any type of marketing. Um, So it's really of like, I know it sounds really lame, but like looking within and seeing why people are already working with you. You know, why do people like you? Because clearly people, there's people out there that like you. (laughs) Maybe the same people won't like everybody, right? But you you have yourself. And so I think it's really of not trying to be like you said, like I could try to make the same reel that someone else makes and it is terrible, right? Or vice versa. And that's because it's not being me, right? Now we can do trends and all those things, but it, it's it's the finesse of figuring out how to really make it be you and make it yourself. And that's hard. Like, honestly, it's hard to figure out really what is, um, who is you, right? Are you a funny person that wants to make jokes or are you someone that's very serious and wants to be educational? Because you can be successful in either one of those, but if you're not being true to yourself and who you are and how you come across people in person, that's, it's always kind of like, it's refreshing, but actually kind of disheartening when I meet people that might've like, I ran into this girl at a coffee shop the other day. And I kid you not, like I was just looking forward to like the latte that I picked out online already before I went to this new coffee shop. Cause I didn't want that like stress of having to figure it out that moment. And she walked up to me and she's like, you're, are you Hannah, the property geek? And I was just, and that's like, you know, my handle or whatever. And I was like, latte out the door. Right. I was like, yeah, I am. Hi. And I started talking to her and her, her comment to me was, wow. Like you actually talk in our, like who you like portray. Like, it's so nice to like meet someone that's actually their same personality that they put on their social media. And to me, like that was really great. But the same, I was like, how disheartening is that? That like, you assume that who you're watching or who you're following is not actually that person in real life. Right. So like being who you are and talking, how you would speak to other people, like that's how you should try to portray yourself in a video. Right. And like, that's, that's hard. It's, it's never like a quick magic pill of like, this is what you have to do. But if you really can like consider why people and ask your clients, ask the people that work with you, Hey, why did you choose me? Right. Why do you, why do you work with me? Having those conversations of what do you like about, you know, me as your realtor or me as your lender um, and why you pick me over the 10,000 other people that you know, right? And getting some insight from other people that already like, know, and trust you, that's a good start. And then really figuring out how you can portray that through video in general, not just reels. That's good. Talk about, because you're, all of your reels are creative, right? You, you don't do any just talk, like I do all talking head reels, right? Super simple. Me in my office, me in my car. Every single one of yours is creative. It requires editing, which we're going to get into, but it requires a lot of creativity. So how do you, how do you keep the flow of that creative ability? You know, are there certain people you follow 
Do you have a notes on your phone where you're constantly like putting down ideas? Like talk us through that kind of workflow Mm -hmm. because it feels like you go to bed every night with extra creativity that we would all love to have. Gosh, I wish that would be amazing. I would love that. Make my life so much easier. Um, I think it's more so about utilizing kind of those micro moments in your day that you kind of like get, let yourself get away. You know, like you might have, everyone says, I don't have enough time to make a video. In reality, like you have five minutes. Do not like, do you you have five minutes Yeah, and using those five minutes better than using the whole hour that you might've had in between appointments, I think is the key. And what I do for like creativity. So I have a list of um, like points that I want to make, right. If that makes any sense or like lessons or things that people ask me a lot, right. Like frequently asked questions from clients that I'm like, Ooh, this would be really valuable. And you know how I think of those, I get asked those questions, right. When I like, God, I've had been asked that question three times this week, I write it down. I write it down of, Oh, people are wondering this. Or if I see someone make a Facebook post on like a Facebook group and they're like totally wrong, right. Giving bad advice. Ooh, I want to, I want to make sure that comes because clearly that is something that's a misconception, right? So having this list that's handy of yours. And now of course, most of the time you're going to get used to it. Like my brain just kind of started. I kind of trained my brain to think about this without having to look at my list nowadays, but this is how I all started. It was, I made a list of all the things that I would potentially want to get across. Now they're very one point. There aren't, they are not the whole buying process, right? No, that's, that's a lot for a 60 second reel. Um, you know what I mean? So think of like just a very like punchline type of information, right. And having a list of that. And then when you have that list, you, you don't have to think of how you can relate things, right. You just, and honestly, a lot of my creativity comes from watching other reels. Um, I follow a lot of realtors, but I honestly get most of my ideas from non-realtor topic or whatever you want to say real. Um, it's usually something else, but I've kind of trained my brain to be thinking about all these topics that I want to come across. And then I'm usually not creative in the moment, but I've saved the things that I see are trending or popular, or that made me really laugh or made me really question something or really think about something. And I just, you know, there's a feature on Instagram where you can save any post or reel or anything like that, which I can show you guys exactly how to get there, but I save them as I go. And then when I do have that micro minute, I have that 10 minutes in between appointments or honestly, like I'm looking cute and I'm like, okay, I should probably do a real right now because I didn't want to make up my hair. So here's the moment, right? Like then I know like I should go make a reel. All I do is I usually go in my drafts or my saved, you know, stuff on my Instagram. I find one that it's really like, I kind of like sit there and I'm like, oh, how could I make this into real estate? Right. That's always the question I ask is when I have when I find something of a trending song or a trending audio or a filter or whatever, right? And I'm like, ooh, like I get excited to try to think of how I can relate that to real estate. Whether that being a realtor or something I could teach or whatever, it's just about like kind of always having that on your top of mind, but then keeping lists of it. And so like when I do have a really good idea, but I'm looking like real, like not video worthy and I'm laying in my bed, like looking at my phone like this, right? I'm not going to do a real at that moment. Let's get real. I'm not real, but I will save that exact idea into my notes. So yeah, I do use my notes in my phone a lot. And I just kind of like, like write it down. I write down as much information as what my creative brain is thinking at that moment. Cause I know the next day when I'm really busy, I'm going to forget what I was just thinking, you know, or the, the entire point. So I typically just use a notes on my, on my um, phone that just shows like, I just literally labeled it reels ideas. And then I label kind of like the audio that I was thinking of and it ha- every auto has a name to it. Right. And then I kind of put just like a, this is what my thought is. 
And I keep that so that when I, those moments that I don't feel creative, I have something to go off of. So for you, cause this was a comment that was in the chat. So you never like put time in your calendar. I'm going to record a reel from two to three on a Thursday. All of it is, is coming out in just the creative moment while also feeling cute or whatever. Yeah, really. I mean, once in a while we do some with our team. So we'll say like, Hey, we've got an idea. Um, We're going to do it at the next meeting or something. That's different. We have planned that before, but typically speaking, yeah. Like I, I like to think of myself as a time blocker, but I'm not a time blocker. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm going to block today. No, didn't happen whatsoever. So I'm more flat, like, you know, flying the seat of my pants kind of gal, which I know doesn't work for everybody. I have friends in the industry that do batch videoing. Here's the thing with that. Totally good. If that's, what's going to keep you doing video, do the batches, right? Do them all at once. The one problem with reels and things like that is if you are really trying to get the best reach possible, which might not be your goal, is that using the trends and things at the appropriate time is a huge part of it. So you could save a trend and be like, oh, in two weeks, I'm going to go do that. Or next week, well, guess what? That audio and everything probably is not trending by then because you know how social media goes. It's Mm -hmm. in and out. Um, so I typically do not plan. Um, but I do, I just, it, it's one of those things you just have to keep at the top of mind all the time. It's like, you know, Oh, I have that little moment and keeping it like that, rather than thinking it's going to take you these hours or something that you have to block, like have 15 minutes. It really sure. is not that elaborate at all. So in, inside of this, like, you know, Oh, 15 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. When, when, if, if, if everybody goes and looks at your reels, right? You have some that are a little bit more simple. You have others that feel like they require a little bit more editing. So for you, based on now the level that you're at, is it truly a 15 minute process between the time you start recording to the time you're posting it? Or is it a little bit more, more time than that? Yeah. So I was, we were just laughing about this, um, on Monday. Cause the, the last reel that I just posted, um, I had gotten, home from work. I ran and got my daughter. She's in her first week in soccer league. Right. So we ran inside, she was getting ready for soccer, got her all set up with a snack. And I was like, Hey girlfriend, I'm going to do a quick reel real. I'm going to do a quick video for work. And she totally knows what's going on. Right. She's (laughs) lived with me for her entire life. She knows. And so I'm like, I'm going to do a quick video. And at my front door is right in front of our living room and everything, you know? So she's like, okay. And she just sat with the dog and I literally like, boom, boom, did, took a couple takes and then got back inside, had her finish her, her meal, added some text while she was finishing. And by the time we were walking out of the door for soccer, game, the soccer game, I was posting it. So, so, okay. So you just post it right away. One of the questions we had was best time to post. Is there a best time to post? How, you know, what, what would you say to that? Well, everyone's going to be different. So your, your following is going to have a different engagement time, most likely than my following, for instance. Um, so there is a way if you are either a business or a creator account on Instagram, which please be either one of yeah. those. Um, I, I prefer creator account, but if you're a creator account, you have what's called insights, right? So if you like, you look, if you go to like your profile at the very top, it says like professional dashboard, or I said insights, whatever it says, if you go in that insights and then go under followers and you can scroll all the way down and it says when your followers are the most active by oh. day and by hours. Okay. Um, so that's one insight. Now, typically nowadays with the amount of people on social media, 
mine are usually pretty even of both times and days. Yeah. Right. Um, typically I usually, um, you know, I do think of the basic times when I'm on, on Instagram and that's the best way to do it. You guys, if you think about like when you go on social media and you start scrolling, guess what? There's probably a lot of other people that are doing the same right. thing as you, right? It's when you first wake up in the morning, a lot of people scroll through, so, through social media When you get bored midday, right? You're social, you're on social media. When you get home after dinner, you're scrolling through social media. And then before bed, you're scrolling, right? Or most people are right in any of those points. Um, so there are times where I have saved as like a draft, you know, saved a, a maybe I'm up late and I'm making a reel and whatever. And I just hadn't gotten to it that day. And it's midnight. Sure. I might wait until five, six in the morning when I wake up and post it right away, because then everybody that's waking up is that first thing in the morning. Right. And that there is something to be said about that. I don't know how much more engagement I truly get that way because reels aren't necessarily the chronological order, like old Instagram used to be right. Right. Instagram used to be, you post it and you're at the top, just like Facebook. If you think about how Facebook works, right. You typically are seeing one minute ago, blah, 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 posted this. And then as you scroll, you see that time increase reels. I mean, I have like a lot of my reels that have gone quote unquote viral happen weeks later where who cares Mm -hmm. if it was posted at 3 PM or 7 PM at night. You know, that's just trying, that's just you making an excuse of why not to do it right now, to be completely honest. Um, if you post a reel, it's going to go out there. That's just, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think there's a sweet spot in timing. It's just depending, of course, there's some that, of course, if you want to get that first like person that's actually opening up their Instagram, sure. I would say early morning or before bedtime, but I wouldn't focus too hard on that. So is there any other activity that you're doing around the reel to help with engagement, whether it's commenting on other people's stuff, sending people DMs, like what do you notice yeah. kind of help helping fuel fuel that? So I do, um, I usually try to do an engagement sandwich oh. if I have time. And you what talked that about, I think you is, talked about that at dinner. Yeah. And I'm excited yeah, for and- everyone to hear about this. Well, it's just, I don't know. I call it engagement sandwich. I don't know if that's even like a proper term, but um, basically it just means engage a little before you post and engage a little bit after you post. And, you know, Instagram wants you to engage in people. They don't really care if you're posting a whole bunch, if you're never actually engaging with your audience, because that's what they want, right? It's social media, social, you're being social. You're not social if you're just posting things, right? right? And you're never actually talking to people. Um, So typically what I do is you'll notice that if you comment on one of my, my reels, there's a very good chance I will not respond to you right away. Sorry. And that's nothing like, oh my God, I'm not going to respond to them. It's I'm using that strategically so that when I post my next reel, I'm going back to previous ones and I'm commenting back to people that might not, I might not oh. be in their normal news feed. Right. Okay. Um, so I will go back and like, like comments, right. Or comment back to people with more than just an emoji. I try like to try to make like an actual sentence with words. Um, and you know, I I might go back to, it just depends on, I guess, what engagement I was getting prior to that. But normally it's a go back and comment with a couple people that I comment on previous ones, or like you said, comment on, um, if it's something that I know is going to be about open houses, right. If you really wanted to get scientific with it or technical, I should say, you could go and search hashtag open house, right. And then find a bunch of other posts that are relating to open houses and engage with those posts because you know that Instagram sees whether it's a text on your video or in your caption or as a hashtag, 
they're going to understand that those are of similar topics and have a yeah. better chance of putting that in front of that same person. So you can look up topics that are similar to what you're about to post and start engaging with those. Um, and so I only do, I don't do that for a long period of time, you guys, maybe like five minutes, literally, it doesn't take me long to really like boom, 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 boom. Right. Respond to people. If I had DMS or whatnot, I try to respond to DMS as quick as I can. And you, I, I look at them like text messages but sometimes I'll have some that fall through the cracks that I didn't get to. Right. So I'll do all of that for about five minutes, post the thing, and then do a little bit of engagement after. Just so you're, just like you're editing it, saving it as a draft. Then you're going to engage, then officially post and then engage again after. Most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I might just do engagements. If I know it's a quick, simple reel, I might do engagement first and then make the reel and not save it as draft and just post it automatically. There okay. has been some like Instagram glitches lately with audios. It's driving me bonkers. Um, but sometimes there's glitches. So the more times that you go in and save and then, and then save and then save and save, there's a better chance of a glitch happening to your video. So okay. that's why a lot of times I don't try to be too planned out, if that makes sense. Okay. But yeah, that's basically it. It's an engagement sandwich. Engage post engage. I love it. Yeah. You, I might go buy engagementsandwich.com today. So you <laughs> might, you better, you better go get it before me. So, so Hannah, we, we've got a guy on here, a buddy of mine, Spencer, he's very, he's way smarter than me. And so I'm not even going to pretend like this is my question for you. Cause he, so he said, when, when using trending audio, should we look for audio with 200 to 900 reels made? A thousand to five thousand reels made, five thousand plus reels made, or or does that even really matter? Um, you know, I'm not an expert, but um, I think my best reels are kind of when they've been trending, but are not past that. You know, thousands of of reels made. That you know, good. they're yeah. typically yeah. saying that you have my video still. Yeah. No, I'll talk her. Um, that we go between that. I don't know. For me, I, if I think that my idea or my creative thought is freaking good with that trend and it's like 100% like, dude, people are going to love this, right? Which sometimes they end up flopping. But like, I'm like, all right, this one's, this one's going to be killer. I don't care how many reels were made with it because I know it's exactly what I was trying yeah. to come across. So that's first. But if it is an audio, I'm like, oh, I could probably do something with that. Like I could work with it. And if let's say I have an option between two, I will go with the one that's trending enough to obviously have relevance, but is not past that. Like, yeah, I would say $5,000 or $5,000, 5,000 reels is probably a good, you know, benchmark. Um, when you start getting like, when I see some that are like 24,000, like, all right, everyone's sick of that trend now, you yeah. know, that one's done. That one's dead. Um, I would choose the other one. You know what I mean? Not to have a total loaded answer, but no, yeah. I, I think that was great. Um, another question that that we have is: Is it still a good idea to curate and repost other people's reels, or is that something that Instagram's kind of starting to to look down on? Um, you know, I've never done that. Um, to be honest with you, but I do know that Instagram is heavily um rewarding people that are collaborating like actual like there's ever you know everyone talks about collaboration but like actual there's nowadays you can tag someone or you can tag them as a collaborator and there can only be mm -hmm. one other so like me and my team the property geeks right there's we recently tried to get like our 
the Property Geeks Instagram to kind of get up and running a little bit better. Um, And so we have done some reels of me and the Property Geeks collaborating. Here's the difference. So I could be tagged in a post, right? You could tag me at the very little bottom. You see a little person and then it says like two people tagged and you can click in there and like, oh, Hannah's tag. That's cool. Right. But that's not going to show up on anything, but like my profile to the way far right that nobody goes to, right. Or people that are straight up creeping, whatever. So, but if you're a collaborator, let's say you were to make a reel and you add me as a collaborator, I mean, I'm in the video or, you know, something like that. Then I actually have, I get a notification and I have the option to also to like accept the collaboration basically and put that on my profile as well. Yeah. Instagram is loving that. Mm-hmm. Anytime you collaborate with someone, like you have two different, like a lot of Instagram creators are collaborating again, you know, cross collaborating basically. And their reels are the same one they've made, but they're on now both of their profiles. So that's what they're really um, rewarding. I don't know much. So on the opposite, that they're looking down on other people, just, you know, posting others. Um, I know like, as far as like, anytime you post a reel to a story, whether it's your reel or someone else's, it's adding to that view count. Um, didn't just having to like, you know, have it on their page or whatnot, or in the discovery. Um, so that's something you can use too, is I always share a lot of reels to my stories and my own. Me too. Not that my opinion matters. I'm at such a dismal level compared to you, but no. So, okay, let's get into the part that I hate, which is why I'm glad that you're here. Um, the production piece, right? The the editing of this. Uh, we, we've 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 had questions about it already. Um, what are your main sources when you're editing? From what's holding your phone? What microphone are you using? You know. Are, are there apps outside of Instagram that are that you're doing some of the editing from? Like, just walk us through that part of the creative. Yeah. So um, I heard this back a while ago. So I don't know if this is actually true or not, but this is what I say true to is that Instagram wants you to make as much of the video in their platform, right? Again, they want you to use their features. The more original you can prove to Instagram your video is, the better right? They don't want people cross-referencing, you know, TikTok. That's why watermarks aren't a good thing, whatever, whatever. So I would say 95% of my reels are done completely within the Instagram app. Um, or like my actual camera, if I'm out and about, I'm using like a, a quick video clip from something that I had videoed, right? Whatever. Yeah. But if all like the ones of me, like voicing over and all that kind of stuff, that's all done via Instagram, you know, their reels maker, right? Um, a, a once in a while, there's two apps that you can use if you want to. Um, InShot, like one word, InShot is one of them. Um, Splice is the other one that I have. Um, and those would be, you know, in the case that, I don't know, let's say you wanted to like slow something down or speed something up that you didn't video it organically on Instagram. You could use yeah. those for that. You know, there's a bunch of things that you can do. But me personally, I basically just use Instagram reels creator. I have, um, a few different types of tripods. One, I should have had it down here. I think it's upstairs. Um, one is just like a tabletop one from target for like 15, 20 bucks. Um, another one that's a little bit more heavy duty that I typically only have at home. I don't bring it anywhere. It does have a little carrying bag, but that's ridiculous. Um, I got Amazon. I think it's on my Amazon storefront, which apparently I have now. Um, so oh, you my look at you. Account. And you can find my, my Amazon and find everything that I've ever bought for work on, on Amazon. Um, 
And then I also have like a dinky one that I've literally had for two years now. It feels completely hollow. It feels like it's going to break just looking at it, but it's been my trusty. Oh, here. It's right here. Hold on one second. It's right here. I promise. It looks like this. Watch out, Jimmy. It's this guy. Can you see it? Yep. And it gets really short if I wanted to make a tabletop. And it's really just a plastic ring light. That's all it is. And it holds my phone. And you can pick a couple different settings. And so are you, are you using a microphone for, for most of your reels? Or no, you're most of mine are from the phone. Are audio. Most of mine are completely. Um, oh, yeah. Your, your voice isn't really in in Not most of, of your of your reels. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's all it's all lip sync. Yeah. Stuff. So it doesn't really matter either way. Yeah. For me, at least for most of mine. Okay. So I, I want to know, like, you know, I look at your reels, your, your biggest one is at 1.8 million, which I don't, I don't know, you know, who all's on here today. Maybe that's not a big deal to somebody, but that's a big deal to me. So walk us through like, and I I know, I I feel like I know what you're going to say to this, but, but for the sake of everyone else, like what was special about it? Why is that the one that went to 1.8 million? Because I bet you're going to say there's tons of others that you like better than that one that have a, a fifth, a 10th, a 20th of the, the, the engagement, the numbers. What was it about that one that, that helped it get to almost 2 million views? Well, first off, that one I did not want to make whatsoever. I actually changed into that dress okay. out of sweatpants and a t-shirt and I had to put a bra on, which sorry, boys, <laughs> but it was like one of those ones that I was like, don't, I don't want to do a reel right now, but I just knew like I hadn't posted one in two days and I was like, ah, I need to do one. And I literally, it was one of those times I like zombied into my save drafts. And I was like, oh yeah, that one I want to do about vacant houses. Like, <sighs> okay, here we go. Literally. That's the one I was like, so not in the mood to do. And, um, I think as far as why, I mean, they always talk about like the, the hook, right? The very beginning. Now, if you look, if you listen to audios, like if someone had your, if you had your volume up and you were like scrolling, one thing that had nothing to do with me was the fact that like this audio was basically him like yelling, right? Like it was like a, it's kind of a louder audio. So it's going to kind of get people right away. Yeah. Uh, but it was a very like close up shot. And then it was, it's very much so like one of those videos that it's changing views, you know, it's not like me just sitting here talking for 60 right. seconds. It's yep. a couple seconds at a time. It's, it's changing and our brains are, are meant to want to know, you know, the next thing or want to see the next thing. Sure. Um, it also had text on it right away, which in my opinion, how I look at it is like, if there's text right away, again, our brains are going to be drawn to that text. And because we know how to read, our brains are going to want to read it, right? It's just how we are. Like you see words and your brains, like, even if you don't try to. So as you're reading it, the, the second frame, right. Of me going from close up to another shot is already happening. So then it's also catching them like, Oh, okay. She's moving. She's doing something. And I think that brought a lot of people to just keep watching it. Um, obviously the humor side of things and it's talking about a gun. So I don't know if that's anything that has to do with it. <laughs> like gun and be like, Oh, what, what is she talking about? You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that really, I think it was the mixture of having text on it right away, having a very loud audio um, and then having it kind of be very choppy as far as the actual video clips visually. If that makes sense. I, and I, I, I won't make sure everybody that's on here, right. What, what I, what you need to get from what she just said is 
right? It's it's the it's it's always the rapid change. It's the diversity in there's audio, there's video, there's words, right? It's 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 getting our brain in multiple ways. It, for those of you that follow me, right, where where I suck as the opposite of this is like all of my reels are just one shot talking head videos, right? So people that are into that are going to pay attention, but most of my content isn't going to be like the sexy, like the, that just grabs you at a moment's notice because I'm not incorporating a lot of this stuff, you know? So I, I have a lot to learn just from, just from that small takeaway. Right. And even, even guys in just doing like different vantage points, right? Like, Mm -hmm like deliver one sentence looking like this and then boom, deliver the next sentence looking the other direction. And just that shift is going to keep a lot of people that may have been lost had that would have just been, you know, one take looking forward. Well, it's, it's also like you have to know that a lot of people assume a lot. So people think that you need to have the full action and really like I start my action like I usually have a timer going like three, two, you know, you can have that. That's part of the Instagram video, right? Is that you can put a timer, right? I simply do a timer. So it's three, two, one. And then like, ding, 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 go. Right. Usually I start an action before it's actually having the video start because people are understanding what I'm doing, right? Like the door, I'm not turning the knob and opening the door, right? The door is already right. half open. Well, yeah. your brain knows because we have brains that the door was being opened. Right. And then like other other things that I always like tell people, like, don't people get lost because that first second you want to actually like you're thinking in your head, I got to show the whole story, right? <laughs> Where allow people to make assumption of what's going on and know that like they don't need to see that first half a second that could take their attention span away. If you really just get right into it, right? Like literally like the second that timer starts, you're starting that action and people are going to understand what you're doing, right? They don't need to see you go down for a jump they want to see you just jumping. Right. right? Yep. So like being good at timing and that just takes practice, honestly, of timing that outright. But that's something huge. I think that really catches people attention. And when you are in the middle of an action versus like starting something, when the video starts, people are already over it. Like it's kind of and, crazy. And it truly, Hannah, it truly is. I mean, we're talking milliseconds, Yeah. which, which we, I feel like we could go, this is so dumb. Like, why are we talking about milliseconds? but it truly is the difference. Like I, I have a tendency to always take a big breath in right before I begin to speak. And I'm trying to get better and better at like editing the the beginning of the breath out Mm -hmm. so that the first syllable out of my mouth is instantaneously starting when you swipe to my reel, because that's, that's the speed at which somebody's going to move right onto that next video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's intense. So Fran is asking Hannah, and, and you don't do this. I do this. And so I'm interested to your, to your opinion. Do you recommend creating reels of your YouTube, Facebook, you know, video snippets? Yeah. I mean, I think anytime you can repurpose production that you've already done, yeah. why not? I mean, my God, I, why would you not take advantage of a video you've already put effort into? You've already talked yourself in making, you've already produced it. I mean, I've done that with like reels. I've, I've made some reels that are like compilation of just like quick videos from Snapchat, from my stories, from, you know, just other things that I just never used. And anytime that you can repurpose any of your content, like 100% do it. Absolutely. Like I, 
YouTube's on my list, right? That's that's my thing of like, I need to get my YouTube yeah. going and I need to get my YouTube going, right? Sure. Um, because that would make it a hell of a lot easier to do a reel if I had half my content on YouTube already. Yeah, of course. And and guys, I want us to understand too, right? There's there this is a multiverse thing, right? There, there are people like Hannah that are unbelievably good at what she's good at, which is creating the reels that most people suck at, which is why I was so glad that that you would come on here because the easy reel is the simple repurpose of longer content, right? Now, most of the time, that type of reel isn't going to get the, the, the engagement and the reach that more of the reels that Hannah does will. But here's what, what I believe. Guys, you need to be versed in content that's going to get you good reach, but you also need really good pillar content that when people find you, Right. Like you may not just want to be hilarious. You may also want to have some substance, right? Like if, if all you are is, is a comedian on your reels, but at no point do you look like you actually know what you're doing as a realtor. Yay. You're going to get a big following of people that will never trust you to actually do a transaction with them. And so I'm a huge, like for me personally, I lean to the other side of Hannah I lean to the side of like, my content doesn't get a ton of engagement all the time, but it's just good pillar content. So that when somebody's like, do you know coach Kyle? And they go look me up. They're like, holy cow, this dude knows what he's talking about. And, and so be okay with putting out some content that if it doesn't get to 20,000 views, you don't go get embarrassed and delete it. Oh God, no. Right. Leave it because I scrolled back. I don't know, Hannah, if you wanted me to do this but I scrolled all the way back to your first reel, right? Your first few reels, I'd say your first six or eight reels, 2,000, 2,500, 3,000, right? It, it wasn't like you just- And that's magically... after another one went viral, which people are automatically going to go down to your last sure. one. I mean, so that's, believe me, I had some that had 15 views, right? Like what that was loser. never the focus, you right? You are such a loser. I know. But that wasn't the focus, right? That was just right. like, oh, that right. was cool. Like, oh my gosh. And then when they started growing, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, that's a lot of people. So, you know? Yeah. So so talk to us about, because the, nobody wants to ask these questions, because this is where we're really stuck. Talk to us about confidence, right? How, how do you keep going to get to 1.8 million views? But then also now, like you're getting haters because I see in your stories, like you'll sometimes post the hateful things that people say about you. So it's it's this huge roller coaster of nobody likes me. I don't have any views. And then you get the views and you're like, oh, no, now I have trolls that people want to make fun of me. It, it sucks. So how do you overcome that fear and that struggle to just be super consistent with this? That's a really good question. Um, I think that I, mean, I get in my head just as much as the next person, right? Like it's confidence is not something you either have or you, or you don't. It's something that you have to kind of strive for all the yeah. time. And you have to remind yourself of it all the time. You know, um, I, I truly don't believe that people are either confident or not. You know, in moments, I'm probably the least confident person. And then other moments, I'm the most confident, right? And so I think when it comes to social media, going back to making sure it's authentically yourself, you got nothing to, I mean, okay, people don't like it. People didn't view it or people viewed it and hated on you. Like, well, you know, I stand by what I post because that's me. 
And if I was trying to copy someone, I was trying to do a post that someone else did just because I had to post something. Sure. I might be like, like people are hating on me or whatever, but like at the end of the day, like you have to be okay with yourself. Right. And you have to know that you put in time and effort and to make sure that your authentic self came out. And if people don't like it, okay. Yeah. They probably wouldn't hire me as a realtor either. So I don't care. Right. Like, or they're across the country. Yeah. I mean, in reality, a lot of these trolls, they don't even have their own profile picture or they have like four followers and they have no posts. Like I don't, it's just one of those things you have to kind of just let yourself roll off of and know it's just like when you have someone that, you know, you see someone on Facebook that, you know, that you thought they would hire you as a realtor and they end up buying it with some Joe Schmo down the street. Like, does it burn? Sure. For a moment, but are you going to make it ruin your business? No, it didn't ruin your business. It's just not business that you got. So keep going. Like, it's just one of those things that, and I was saying, I know we were joking about this at our event that we spoke at together, but it's just like, Trolls or people saying negative things are helping my algorithm just as much as people that are saying positive things. And actually, when someone says something negative, my tribe and my people, yeah. the ones that love me, the ones that like, know, and trust me, that would hire me as a realtor or, or refer me as a realtor, they're usually the ones jumping on those people of like, oh, yeah, well, you don't even know her. Like, yeah. how dare you? You know, and all of a sudden, I have this tribe that's even more supportive of me than before because they want to make sure that I'm loved and I'm supported. Right. So it's really about putting out authentic content. That's you building a tribe and a community, just like we already are as our business, right? You're building a sphere. Are you not like you should be right? You have a sphere of people, you have your cheerleaders, you have all these people. It's the same thing with your social media following. And that's what you should be focusing on is how to grow that type of following because then all the trolls and all the haters, like, it just doesn't matter to be honest with you. Like, it's just something that you could focus on all day long. I could go through any one of my reels and find a hateful comment that I could go in my bed and cry about. I don't care. Sure. Right. Like, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's not, it's not hurting my business in any way. Um, at the end of the day, if someone says something bad, it looks bad on them and not me. So true, but um, it would hurt your business to, to stop showing up. It would exactly. It would hurt my business not to do what I'm already doing. And I think, you know, that's, that's the key is like the confidence that comes and goes. So being like, Oh, well, I'll start doing reels when I'm confident or I'll start doing reels when I feel I look like I'm better or I look better or I'll start doing them when I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Like, well, then guess what? Your business isn't going anywhere until you do it. Yeah. It's not. So there's filters. You can make yourself look real good. That is very true. And I'm a huge advocate of that. You know, if you're not confident in front of video or I think all all my reels, I'm probably using a filter. Am I trying to be a little bit more like not so filtery where my eyes are like this and I look like a totally different person? Sure. But like, that's fine. If you're not confident from the camera raw, put a filter on it for gosh sakes, make the real move on. It's fine. Keep going. That's where I think people get caught up on. Sorry if you well, can no hear doubt. my dog. She's dreaming. Apparently, no doubt. Dog. That's all right. We like dreaming dogs on here. So I have one more question and then we have eight minutes. So I, I, w- I would love for, for anybody that wants to unmute and ask a question. This is, this is your last eight minutes with Hannah. And so feel free to take advantage of them. Uh, how, how many reels a week are you doing? Depends on the week. Um, but I normally do one every couple of days. So maybe four a week or so. Okay. Three or four a week. Should is, a lot of advocates for like every day, but I don't So think. have you done more? Have you done less? Like have you found that to be your sweet spot or that just happens to be what just makes the most sense for you? 
No, that's about my sweet spot. Okay. I would say um, if I have one go crazy viral, um, I just know in the back of my head, like, Ooh, I gotta make another reel. Right. Um, and it's also like what I've noticed a lot is when I post a reel, usually the last one I posted or the second to last one I posted is the one that gets a lot of views and likes after I post the new one. Yeah. Um, I don't really get, sorry, I can hear her, but I don't know if you guys, that's okay. Um, but yeah, so like, that's what I normally do is I, I just know that I want to, I guess for me, like posting every day, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like it kind of cut into the engagement I'm getting on the one I just posted, you know, like I'm kind of like slapping it in front of people's faces while they're still watching that one, or they'll start, they're still engaging yeah. with my previous content. So I kind of give it every couple of days, um, but I'm always on my story. So that's one thing that I, you know, reels and reels and reels, and that's great. But if you're not utilizing your Instagram to the most, like, you know, and optimizing all of it, like you said earlier, like if you're not having any sort of value proposition there, if you're just doing funny reels, like that's great. But where's your value? For me, I put my value in my captions. I'm on my story every day, right? And I have a link that brings you to all the things that yep. I can you know, provide to you and things like that. So that is one thing I think that is um, just kind of really important as no matter how many times you engage a week or whatever that algorithm that you want to set for yourself, making sure that you're being consistent at it and optimizing all the tools that you have within the app, whether that be social media or, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Yeah. So good. So questions, anybody want to ask a question, unmute yourself and brave all these people. I'll ask one. Spencer, what's up, bro? Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little starstruck because Hannah has <laughs> crossed my screen several times and I'm like, Oh, I recognized her from the little thumbnail. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see you multiple times in a week. So love your reels. I tried to get you give me a lot of inspiration. So Aww. Um, I only bring on big time people. So. <laughs> only that, that I wouldn't expect anything other than that from you, Kyle. But, question. Uh, Sorry. You're good. My question is, uh, do you have a specific hashtag strategy uh, for reels? That's a good one. Um, everyone has their own theory on it. Um, I've stuck to about that five to 10 hashtags on every reel one, because when they said to use all 30, I just got so exhausted of talking about hashtags. Um, I use about the same ones every time. Um, and you know, so you'll see on mine, I usually use like realtor life, uh, realtor humor, because I do have a big following of realtors as well. You know, it's not just clients. I mean, that's where I get most, I get a lot of referral business from both clients and agents from across the country or the world. Right. Um, so I do have a lot of real estate, real estate tips, you know, things like that, um, that I usually stick to. I think it's also with that consistency, if they recognize that you are constantly put, like showing up at this specific hashtag, I think that has some weight to it in Instagram's eyes. Um, I wouldn't go too crazy with hashtags, but I would say if you're looking at them, you know, um, you can see the popular ones It shows you how many are used, you know, for everything. And I just stick to the ones that are either to do with my video to do with my niche or something to do with realtor, right. Depending on who, what you do and what type of business you want or your ideal client, I always kind of stick to those. So even if, if it's a video about whatever your, your niche should be in there, right. Because that's something that's going to drop people back to your Instagram profile. So that's usually what I stick with is something that's about the video or in the video about my niche or something to do with my real estate business. If that makes sense. And guys, let me, let me add something that she said that she just blew right by. 
She said that she gets referrals from all over. Well, she said world. I'm going to take it back to country, right? For the sake of normal people, like most of us that are on this call. And, and so where do you live, Hannah? Minnesota. Guys, we live in freaking Texas. The most moved to place in America right now. So consider, could the best opportunity for you on Instagram with Reels not just be to go, I want more buyers and sellers, dirt to dirt, but to go be attractive to the real estate community so that now Spencer Patel, your 14 realtors around this country's go-to person for Texas, that's going to bring you way more business than the three random buyers that come across your Instagram. So and have, you're also going to pick up buyers and sellers in the process. I have six active clients right now that are from agents on Instagram from around the country. Well, one's Look from Korea. <laughs> How cool is that? So it is world. Uh, See, yeah. so it is. Random, but yeah, so, so that it's, it's real. It works, you know. This is it. And, and so guys, I think the reason many of, many of you have failed or will fail is you're like, well, I just want to find buyers in Frisco, Texas. And there's just really not a real niche for that. And, and I don't mean real as in R-E-A-L. I mean real as in reels of Instagram. Like be a little bit more willing to come from value, to entertain, to educate, to showcase yourself as the expert of this industry because you're educating this industry. And not just be so fixated on cramming buyers and sellers down your throat. And you'll be blown away at what happens. Okay. Two minutes. We got time. We got time for one more question before the great Hannah Smith leaves us forever. Hey, Hannah, Alex. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for yeah, taking Yeah. Hey, Alexander. Hey, is um, your account, is it a business account or are you just fully doing this on your personal account? I'm actually a creator account, which is kind of the best of both okay. worlds. So I would suggest everybody be a creator account. Um, it gives you the business insights, like a business or professional, it's, it's considered a professional account. So it gives you the same insights as like a business one that we all know of. Um, but it also creator account where typically you have more, um, more music to choose from. You have a little, cause really the, what I look at is like a business Instagram is pretty much used for people selling products or people that need that kind of that, um, Oh, what's where like regulating as far as like actually selling and buying on online, you know? Um, so I use a creator account and I've had the best success with that for sure. And Hannah, what's your, do you recommend people use multiple Instagrams or like, I know you have a Hannah account and then you have one for your actual team, mm -hmm. but you don't have like a, like a, a separate, like personal account that's different from all of that. Do you? I do. I don't really use it to be honest okay. with you. Um, sometimes I'll share my own reels on it as a story. And I, Cause I still have friends on there um, that we just like send things back and forth to each other and things like that. So I never really post on it. Um, so I wouldn't consider it being an active account. Yeah. It's kind of sits there, but it was honestly just one that I hadn't used. And, you know, I used personally for a while, but then I kind of went, you know, balls to the wall basically with my, my professional one. And I didn't have time, nor did I really need to post on there anymore because I made my professional account about myself, not just about real estate. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I didn't need it. And then our team one, um, we, we technically have a, uh, like a social media person that, that does, that's starting to work on our, um, our team 
one. So really, I am only really running my the property geek one, the Hannah the okay. property geek. So tell us, Hannah, how how does everybody connect to you beyond today? Well, uh, you can DM me. You can, I mean, I can put my cell phone in the chat. Whoa. You can text me. I don't care. I'm just a normal person. This is what you guys get on, there we go. on lawyers title calls. You get the cell phones of, of superstars. I'm usually, I'm on, I, I try really hard to be very um, responsive on on Instagram itself too. So if you already follow me and you just send me a DM there, I'll most likely see it and I'll respond to you. Um, I don't have anyone running any part of my social media. So it is me posting. It is me messaging you. Um, I'm not that popular where I need like someone else to handle the DMS or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's just me just hanging out. Love it. So yeah, any questions or anything like that, I'm happy to share. And you know, I think everybody can be successful at social media. It's just a matter of figuring out how it works for you. Okay. Final thing that I have for you, and then we're done, guys, is, is this, who, who is your favorite follow on social media? Ooh, my favorite follow. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, let's see. Well, I, I, always, I mean, who doesn't follow the broke agent, right? I mean, they're great. Cause it makes it, but it's like, obviously not as profession. It's a more of like for us realtors to giggle at. Sure. Um, there are a couple like, you know, Instagram creators, I guess uh, you'd call them that I like to follow just for more of like advice on Instagram and how it's working. So I like Chelsea Pites, I think is how you say her name. If everybody yep. knows Chelsea, yep. um, she's great. Um, Brock Johnson is on there too. Yep. He, you know, he's very strong willed on his ideas of Instagram, you know, so I don't necessarily follow everything he says as far as like his rules and things that he does. I think he's fantastic at it though. And he's done really well. Yeah. Um, so I like, but he's also very just entertaining too. You know, he is great. Um, I don't know if I have that one. Those are both. That was great. That's, yeah. that was a perfect answer. You nailed yeah. it. <laughs> hey, thank you for giving yeah. us your time. I know how busy you are. So I appreciate you so much. Yeah, of course. I'm glad I could be helpful. Um, Huge help. Okay, good. Yeah. And anyway, if anyone so, has any questions, you know, feel free to DM me or whatever. I have a couple more minutes to spare. So, so there you go. You can go get it, get in her DMs right now. And, <laughs> and for those of you that are on here, also Grace or, or someone else at, at Lawyers will send you this recording if you would like it so that you can watch it again take more notes if if she said something brilliant while you're writing the previous brilliant thing that she said and so we appreciate you guys thanks for being here sorry the next class will be lame because it'll probably just be me and hannah won't be there so <laughs> but it was nice to meet everybody bye guys Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. 
Talk to you soon.